0: Welcome to, You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Spectrum ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. What about the integration of these? actuators into actual fabric or have you started that process yet where you're actually looking and integrating them into fabrics and and are there different fabrics for different applications with the different applications you can use those actuators for?
1: Yeah, so we haven't gotten too far into integrating these with fabrics yet. So far, when we look at integrating these actuators into different applications and looking more at wearables, for us, our primary concern is that these, I think I mentioned, you know, they're electrostatic devices. So they operate with high electric fields or high voltages. So it's high voltage, but low current. Uh, So it's not dangerous, but of course need a way to have electrical insulation for the high voltage. So that's the, for us been the primary concern with integrating these. So right now what we do is we cover the actuators with silicone. So we have a silicone rubber that goes on them and that provides good electrical insulation, But yeah, we, I think the next step though is integrating these with some kind of fabric. And we had done a little, I guess that we had done some small initial things, you know, integrating with nylon fabrics and that sort of thing. Especially there's a number of nylons that are coated with an elastomer. So I think TPU coated nylon is a common material for, for some applications. So that's nice to... Like that works pretty well for insulating. But I think what we're gonna find as we look more at some of these wearables and integrating the actuators is the fabric needs to be able to breathe. So that might be an interesting challenge to deal with and something that we'll need to iterate a few times. We're actually starting to do some work with some folks at University of Colorado Boulder who, who work in wearables and are interested in really like digging deep into that intersection of fashion, and technology and how we can integrate actuators into everyday clothing. That's a big challenge
0: that a lot of companies face.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to see how that goes and curious to learn more about how other people have faced that in the past too. It's a big hurdle. Yeah, and I would say too, that's one of those things where for us as an actuator company, we're sort of application agnostic. We see a lot of different potential uses for the technology, but... That also means that in some ways we're not experts in any one thing. So that's as a company been a challenge of, we see many different possible applications. We talk with many different customers, we get them kind of initial prototypes, but then getting to the next step uh, just takes some effort to get to that point. So uh, that's where we're trying to focus on the applications that we should prioritize today, because once we get this technology in to market for one use case, Going to be a lot easier to expand out into other use cases
0: that's a very good yeah. point i know you're starting to look at to the multidisciplinary aspect of wearables where yes we have these actuators we want to put them in clothing are there some labs that we can start integrating into fabric and you there's right there at the university of colorado boulder you have one so it's nice that there's it's right next door literally from where you're at some universities aren't so fortunate they've got to start looking elsewhere and they find oh it might be in another state another country multiple countries and so that's usually what happens is you get to that realization that we're going to expand this to, to be make a certain product like i said a flagship product that then you can branch off from there but to make it so who do we reach out who do we contact that have materials that have Maybe they can integrate a smaller power source for us so we don't have to use what we have. Maybe we can find a company or a university that's doing something smaller. So I, I call it the discovery process. It's like in a law term. You're out looking around, get, gathering information. Who can help us? What, how can we get this moving to market quicker because we need fabric? We need smaller power source. Maybe with some other materials, another lab says, hey, try these materials. You don't have to run so much current through it. Like, wow, before you know it, four or five labs coming together, this thing becomes a reality relatively, well, not relatively quickly, but research wise, you know, under three years would be really quick. So um, I know that the general listener out there saying three years is quick. Well, yeah, it is when you're in the research world, because things don't always go smooth, right? The first time you want to produce something, things don't always go right. and You've got to erase the board and start again. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed in your process along the way since 2014, how many times you've had to erase the board and start again? Hopefully not too many.
1: <laughs> that is a good point. It's Things just take a lot of time. And every, every time you change a variable, every time you try something new, there's some unexpected things that, that happen, right? Yeah. We were just talking yesterday in the company about, hear a lot like fail fast, fail often is some common advice for startups and that and just in general I think with research that's a helpful advice but the kind of last little bit to add on to that is you know fail fast fail often and fail forward so learn from those failures and even though it didn't work out you're still making progress so you're still mm-hmm. learning things still improving in our case improving the technology even though you know maybe we tried something new and it didn't work well great like we learned something from that and we can move forward and so yeah there's been several iterations and variations along the way, and and many times we've had to kind of erase the board. I think one thing that's been interesting for our technology is we've kind of found like uh, there's what the 80-20 rule, and and it seems like the the very early on we identified the materials, the set of materials that work well, making improvements beyond that. Incremental have been more kind of incremental and and harder to get those. It's To get something that's fully refined and ready for the market as a product, it takes a lot more work than you would expect. And I think we've been surprised at all of the little issues that can come up, the little details and and optimizations that you have to achieve along the way. So, yeah, it, it takes a lot of time for new technologies like this to come out. But we're hopeful that we can move quickly, and we have gotten quite a few early sales and early feedback from people, and that's been really helpful in guiding uh, where the technology needs to go. And then I, I like you—you you brought up a, a good point about this stuff is really interdisciplinary, and it really, like you know, something as simple as actuators, as if we're making these little this one thing, these actuators, but we really need partners across many different levels to help do this together. It's You can't really do this stuff without good partnerships. And so for us, that's becoming really important too, is building good partnerships, whether that's with end users, whether that's with folks that have expertise and can help us with certain aspects of our technology, such as the electronics, such as manufacturing processes, or just in general applications wearable. So that's a whole new space to us. We need to find some trusted partners we can work with to, Mm -hmm. to move forward and move quickly there.
0: Yeah, you brought up a good point too about moving quickly. This I call it a tsunami. There's a tsunami that's happening with wearables, and if you look out the ocean, that tsunami is getting closer to the shore. So, it is. It's it's a moving fast. I know I've I've mentioned to you. I know before we started on the show, and I've mentioned this too. Is that the wearable industry right now is like the dot com stocks of the 1990s? They were all over the place. They were everywhere. But when the dust settled. There were a fraction of them that were still going. And so I think when the wearables market, if you're not nimble, not necessarily fast, you can be fast, not know what you're doing and you get to the end, like we're done. We we don't have anything, but you need to be Mm -hmm. nimble. And like you said, all these iterations you've had to do, and that's probably been a hallmark from what I've seen of very successful startups like yours is there's a nimbleness like, okay, so we make some mistakes, ah, but we're learning from, okay, let's move on. Like you said, but you're failing forward. There's some failures, but you're moving forward despite that. And I think that's the nimbleness that you like to see in any company, but especially wearables, because that's where I think the longevity is going to come in, is that you have that ability. You don't get discouraged. I'm sure there are many times you felt discouraged, but you mm-hmm. didn't give up. And I think that's a hallmark, too, for those of you out there that are listening and thinking, yeah, I'd like to start something, but... I don't deal with frustration. Well, then you better not go into wearables because I'm sure there's a lot of frustrations along the way, which you've talked about with some of the details that you've gone through. And what do you think have been some of the biggest hurdles right now with Artemis to this point, from 2014 out of to this point?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it, it really feels like, you know, the biggest hurdle is finding called product market fit of What is that first killer application for the technology? That's been the biggest hurdle. And that's where being nimble is nice. We can try a lot of different things. And then I think at a certain point we're making progress, but kind of knowing when to, to really commit to something and having a good reason to commit to that is gonna be important. And so that that's been the biggest challenge for us is finding, you know, what's that product market fit? What's the thing we're going to focus on for the next year or something to, to really try and go for and bring it to market. Just because we've been really fortunate to have a lot of early engagements with different companies and people that are doing innovation and that's all great. Great exposure. Great to we've learned a lot about like applications and we have dipped our toes into a number of different waters, if you will, and. That's been really good. But then of course that kind of, it moves slow, right? Talking again, like everything is, time is kind of everything when you're a startup, uh, you only have so much time to, you only have only so much cash to work with so much time. So you're always kind of working against the clock. And that's been the biggest challenge is knowing like, what's the best place to spend our time and being able to spend focused time. Because yeah, when you're a startup, you're not totally sure what market is a good fit for you so you discover new from market research you discover something that's new or you get customer inbounds from people especially big companies and it's easy to get kind of excited about that and want to pursue that and see okay well let's get them something to see if there's really something there right and then maybe it moves slower than you expected and it's sometimes it's because the technology is not a good fit other times it can just be that the timing's not right that you know, you're not at the right time in their product cycle. So, yeah, trying to like read the tea leaves, I guess, and, and figure mm-hmm. out what is the right direction to go and commit to has been one of the biggest challenges for Artemis. And I think it's a big challenge for most startups. But so, it's just yeah, for us, trying to be strategic about where we focus and spend our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All excellent points, which now leads me to my last question that. I ask all my very special guests, where do you see this sector that you're in, the actuators, Mm -hmm. in five years? Mm. That's That's a good good question. question. That's why I ask it. (laughs) (laughs) I put people on the spot because people want to know. You guys are right here on the cutting edge of this technology. We're not. So, where do you guys see that in five years? Not to put you on the spot in a bad way, it's just you're, you yeah. know, you know your product, you know this technology. Where do you think it's going to be in five years? And I'm not going to come back in five years and have you back on the show again, Eric, and say, okay, you blew it, you way off. It. Yeah, I'm not going, to, yeah. I'm not going to hold you to that because I know things can change hourly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I really think that um, probably in, in five years. I don't know what the exact kind of application looks like, but I I see these actuators being used for this haptic feedback I've talked about, providing different types of of touch feedback, some form of application, whether that's a medical application, it could also be like a wearable for virtual reality or some sort of integrated into your seating. Imagine you go to watch something on TV and then you're chair has all of these actuators that give you different sensations and it's synced up with what's happening on the screen i think that's going to be the application that for this technology in five years integrated into some kind of everyday wearable or interface that gives you haptic feedback and ideally is something that you know improves quality of life that enhances your everyday experiences and that's really kind of like for us our, Part our mission is to kind of bring forward this technology in order to improve quality of life for people. Five years, it'll be haptics. Beyond that, the initial dream for soft robotics and, and the motivation for all that is, you know, create robotic devices that can be easily integrated into our daily lives. You can imagine having artificial muscles that help you maintain mobility as you get older or if you're recovering from an injury that's a long-term vision still for this technology. But of course, it'll take time to get there. But once we do, it it could have a massive impact on quality of life.
0: Oh, yes, very much so. I'll be the first to vouch for that one.
1: (laughs) Well, Eric,
0: I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come on the show and to share a very novel approach that you have for actuators. And again, I encourage you listeners to... Go look at the liner notes because you'll see the website for the company is there. And, and take a look at that because they have a lot of really good applications already. And considering that this technology is less than 10 years old, and we have a lot of applications already that, that it can be used for. And so I think that's encouraging, too, for those of you that are thinking of coming up with a startup. Because, again, this young company has gotten its foot in, in fairly different ponds, but uh, there's really good applications there. And that's one of the things that attracted me to the company to want to have Eric on the show is just for that. I really see there's a lot of good applications. So kudos to you and your team, because in a very short period of time, you've shown a lot of nimbleness and diversification that you don't always see in startup companies. Again, this is not to put down other startup companies, but you guys have a pretty broad vision, but yet you seem to still keep your mission in razor sharp focus, which is also a difficult thing to do. It's like going into a candy store, like, okay, what am I going to focus on? Just get one thing. You know, don't mm-hmm. run around to that side. Don't go over and get the nuts and chews. So you have to be very cautious too, because then you'll turn around and go, we spent all of our money. And where are we? Like, we have no market. We We don't know where we're going. So mm-hmm. kudos again, because it's taken a lot of effort to get to that point, but you have such a nice focus, but yet you have some diversification, which goes a long way. So, Keep up the good work. It's definitely going to help people in the future. I mean, I can see that. So I'm very encouraged to see companies like yours out there that are moving in that direction. Even if you are failing forward at times, there's that forward progression and you definitely have some successes there with the product. So again, take a look at that, listeners. I think you'll be pretty impressed with what you see. So Eric, again, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time and have a good rest of your day.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Oh, you're very welcome. Are you a startup
0: wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here. Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www. SpectrumErgonomics.com and click on the link, Wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging. And beyond. Hey, if you're a startup, wearable company, and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website www.spectrumergonomics.com I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well. Well,